You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. Welcome everyone to today's episode on the Well Women podcast. This is episode number 30 and today we have the beautiful Kerry Kuriga joining us. She is all about ancient wisdom of the, for the modern women. She helps women come home to themselves in their practices, in their bodies and in their personal lives, including her amazing blend where she takes Chinese medicine and mixes it in with acupuncture. She's all about supporting women into vital and thriving health through nourishing both the mind, the body and the spirit. Now, Kerry has over 20 years experience of guiding women to embodying health, well-being and breaking through any of their challenges and breakdowns so that they can become a divine woman away from exhaustion and burnout. So, Kerry, welcome mm-hmm. to the Well Women Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> now, tell us as we get started, um, for all of our listeners, how mm-hmm. are you feeling today? Like, What are you checking in with today and what day of your cycle are you on? Yeah, so I am on day 25. And there's a wonderful, I'm, I'm in, you know, my autumn phase, which usually as I transition into autumn, I kind of plummet into autumn. It's like I, in more recent months, it's like a house lands on my head. It's not a very pleasant transition, but by <laughs> day 20, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I'm just sort of, um, working through a few, hormonal issues I'm 44 so I've got a little bit of that perimenopausal transition happening I'm a long way off um, actual menopause at this point but I'm just noticing that transition from my summer to my autumn is real clunky if I haven't taken really good care of myself in my previous um, period in my um, previous bleed but by day 25, I suddenly feel like I can take on the universe. It's that fabulous, must clean everything, must organize everything. I'm doing cartwheels. I've just done a really strong yoga class. And, you know, like I'm putting all of my ducks in rows um, prior to day 28 happening. (laughs) I love that because I call this in the academy the get shit done phase. Yeah, for sure. The first part's a little, I really feel the inner autumn. So for women who have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about the final phase after you've ovulated, post-ovulation, pre-menstruation. This is the longest phase of our cycle. And so I like to kind of split it into two because the first part can feel extremely different to the second part. A hundred percent. We're on the same day. I'm on day 25 today too. Snap. Snap, and I'm like feeling like hey, girlfriend. Got to get all this yeah. stuff done. Yeah, I've had my walk. Yep. I've had my breakfast. I've made my yep. juice. I've got to drive to Brisbane yep. today. I've got all this stuff. So uh-huh. I um yeah, it's the getting shit done phase. Now, I love it, Lee. Um, I know you are the Chinese herb and acupuncture whiz for women, but before we go in and I ask you some questions mm-hmm. about that, you mm-hmm. just mentioned about caring for yourself in your previous period to help you through yeah. this phase of your cycle. So what does that yes. look like? Because for women. Caring for yourself throughout your menstrual cycle is very, very different. So for you, what does that look like? At the minute, I'm really aware and it's not always going to happen because you can't make the world spin around you necessarily (laughs) as much as I might try. Um, (laughs) um, In this last cycle, I was really able to rest on day 
two and four of my actual bleed and it has made an enormous difference to the energy and my mood and transitioning into this more happy end of the autumn phase so for example in the last couple of months where I've had a lot of travel and a lot of um, a lot of awesome things happening but a lot of change I wasn't able to rest I just had to kind of keep ticking through there was a couple of uh, periods where I was actually on a plane fun times um, and it's not the end of the world but it just I, I just have noticed and I have to kind of give myself a little bit of extra care later in the cycle I just don't have that oomph and that beautiful luscious peak in mid-cycle in the same way that I do if I get that little bit of extra rest Mm. what would you say to women who are thinking oh Carrie that sounds great that you can just rest yeah. for two days while yeah. bleeding I know but I know for I know, women right? who can't who, who maybe have three children and oh for sure and work for time, sure how oh my God. would you suggest for them to like apply some rest for their day because it is possible yeah. what oh, would you look, like what would you suggest I would if you look of course like you have to get up the kids still need to be fed the dog still needs to be walked shit still needs to be done um i would if it if at all possible there will be things that you get the option to book some other time in the week in the month do it obviously you know our period doesn't always turn up bang exactly on time you know it's okay to cancel things it's okay to postpone a few things yeah mm -hmm. or you know like it's it's actually really okay you know, you don't have to cancel your entire life. You don't have to ship your children away. But just there are some things that it's okay to just go, do you know what? I just feel like crap today and I'm staying home. You don't even have to explain yourself. Um, the other thing is, you know, like, and I know that you go on about this as well because I go on about it as, as also food prep, you know, things like that, asking for help, um, having, you know, even if... Yeah, with 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 children in particular i think also depending on how old they are um letting them know like this is this is you know quiet day or <laughs> mummy needs a bit of extra help today stuff like that it does depend on the age of your children obviously um and actually having less pressure internally to keep yourself at the same pace. And I think that that's actually almost the most important thing that you can do. If nothing externally changes in your world for those three to five days, maybe even longer, just dial down the internal pressure and the expectation for everything to be perfect. Beautiful. Saying no is something that is surrounded by guilt. Mm. The yeah. emotion of guilt and also frustration because mm. by not saying no you can feel frustrated internally mm. and then you take on mm. this tension like this mm -hmm. it's like a muscle tension like having a tense neck you can take oh, on for tension. sure um and i would encourage women and i know you would too to be vulnerable and say look no i can't do this and yeah. i actually after i got home from my america trip this year i had a bleed not long after i got home and I was due to go to two of my girlfriends, longtime friends from school birthdays, and it was a joint party. And as a dress up, I was actually very, very excited to go because I hadn't seen them in months and I was really looking forward to it. And about three hours before the event, I started menstruating and having such a massive two weeks that led to that point, I just had to message and say, look, 
I'm really sorry, but I just got my period. As much as I want to come, I really need to honor myself and stay mm. at home and sleep. It's a Saturday night. I need to be in bed by seven o'clock. And that was really vulnerable two years ago. Mm. I might never have done that. I might've just pushed through Yeah, but learning that it's okay to embrace vulnerability and put yourself first. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like being able to say no, and it, it, it will create like even just that one that, that one time that you say no, it, it helps to create that muscle, like you say, and the life that you begin to create from that place is one that can help you and honour you and brings in help and support and all those beautiful things that we all need um, as opposed to just feeling like you've got to do it all on your own all the time. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about doing it all on your own. That's a great mm-hmm. segue <laughs> because I know that if, and I see this with women in the academy and um, the well-women mm-hmm. academy, as well as that I work with one-on-one, if they push themselves through menstruation, mm-hmm. so let's just say you, you met your site, your period comes early, mm-hmm. you haven't planned for a night in, or you haven't planned to have a nice slow morning and not, mm-hmm. you know, and cancel a particular plan or not go to the CrossFit gym, for example, mm-hmm. and you push through those four days that can impact our cycle later down the track, like we mentioned earlier. What are the mm-hmm. most common signs, I call these cycle signs, that would appear for women? I know that other people would call these PMS. Mm-hmm. Um, cycle signs that appear for women that can come by not balancing yourself whilst you're menstruating. Yeah, look, um, adrenal fatigue you know, is, is one of those phrases that always almost kind of like, I don't know, everybody has had it or has have, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's just like a throwaway phrase. Um, it does actually take quite a lengthy amount of overwork, stress and exhaustion for you to be technically in that state. But even in a short-term sense, taxing on your endocrine system whilst you've got your period whilst you're at your kind of lowest levels of all those various um internal endocrine um system chemicals let's just call them um does does tax later on where we want those levels to be high we want those levels to be booming so that we're feeling that full rush of let's go get things done in our middle of our cycle and then certainly towards the autumn phase you know i think generally speaking some women will feel it mid-cycle where they actually feel more tired and more stressed and more anxious because they don't have that energy to have a really healthy happy booming um that that you know classic (laughs) blossoming mid-cycle phase Um, we will generally see and I certainly see in clinic and it's across the board, this autumn where you're grumpy, you're pissed off at absolutely everything for almost no reason at all. You're tired, mm-hmm. you're agitated, um, cranky, all of that kind of stuff. And it's usually a sign, yeah, sure, some of those things might be out of whack and it might be uh, completely biochemical, but invariably there's an element there um, where we've, said yes to way too many things that weren't in alignment really at all and the frustration and the anger that we're feeling is a direct result of having crossed our own internal boundaries boundaries what a big word (laughs) and for women who are like what do boundaries mean Mm. in terms of our cycle boundaries is where and i love watching the transition of this for clients 
in the academy and one-on-one where mm-hmm. they, let's just say they wake up one morning and they have a plan to go to the gym and they've got, mm. you know, this, this, and this plan for the rest of the day. And mm. they wake up and I got a text recently from a, one of the women who's like, I, I always go to Pilates at 6am on this particular day. I'd like to do it every week. And she woke up on that morning. I was like, I actually just feel like I want to sleep longer. Mm. So she stayed in bed and felt so much better for it. And then later that day, she got a period. Yeah, perfect. But it comes down to the boundary of going, what is capable of my body? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I think and, it's such a great point. Oh, 100%. And any external, like, you know, there's lots of memes and lots of talk on various social plat- platforms, you know, about it. setting, you know, being able to say no. But, and that's all great and well to be able to look at that um, in regards to family and partnerships and work and things like that. But those internal boundaries have to start internally first like by actually knowing how how am i feeling what does that mean what do i need to support myself having felt into how i'm feeling and that's the perfect example you know i'm, I'm going to rest it's not going to be the end of the world i've got a really healthy fitness plan for the rest of the month this is actually what's needed right now oh, i love that a fitness plan for the rest of the month Inside the Well Women Academy, I teach women how to actually, as soon as they get their period and you start tracking your cycle for the next mm. cycle, how to actually structure out. Because some, like, we live in a very structured world. So people do yeah. like structure. Yeah. But how they can be like, all right, so these are the next four weeks. And this mm. is the week where I'm going to be doing my stretching and I'm going to do a lot of slow walking and being out. Yeah. Here. And this is the week that I'm going to like go and try the dance class. And I'm going to go out mm. with my girlfriends and book mm. in like a social event and actually structure that routine so you still get everything. You're not missing out on anything, but you're doing it at the times where your hormones and your endocrine system actually supports doing those activities. Yeah, and it's been really incredible to see over the last maybe even only five years or so, there's an enormous amount of actual fitness-based science to support that this isn't just some bunch of crazy chicks howling at the moon. (laughs) It's actually, like you say, our endocrine system and how we function and thrive best, how we're best able to build muscle, how we're best able to, you know, do all of these incredible things is based on our cycle. You know, any of the um, stats and science that we have access to, whether it's in regards to fitness or health, has really over the last couple of hundred years only been based on men and men's bodies. And that's great for all the men out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like as a you know, woman, a cyclical um, woman, a cyclical woman, um, you know, we actually need a different type of care, a different type of fitness to really access, build muscle, build strength. All of these things um, need to be, well, yeah, can actually be done better, causing us less stress, less exhaustion, less burnout if we're actually working with our energy systems. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about energy systems in relation Mm -hmm. to the elements. So for those who have no idea about Chinese medicine and have never Mm -hmm. really heard of the elements before, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is your jam, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us how do the elements support us through our menstrual cycle and what are the elements and how do they work into like Like, Chinese medicine? Okay. So the 25 words or less version is that you have the five element um, theory. So fire, 
earth, metal, water, and wood. So I know it's a little bit different to Ayurveda. There's crossovers there, um, you know, two very Similarities ancient. Similarities but differences. Yeah, yeah. They're two very ancient health, healthcare systems that kind of came about in similar timeframes but in different parts of the world. Um, similarly, there's an organ system for each element. So, for example, the kidneys are the water element and within that there's a feeling mental emotional health care element to that as well so the kidneys are often use that as the first example because it's really a bit more straightforward to get our heads around that the kidney energy is helping us deal with and explore fear right so from the western perspective that relates into our fight or flight you know, which is which is really helpful. If there's a big bang, you want to run away from the big bang. That's a really healthy ex- healthy expression of fear. Yeah, but in our modern world, when we're chewing up that kidney adrenal energy just to get through our day, just to get through the big long list of things to do and take care of the children and attack the shopping and every other damn thing. Attack the shopping. Um, attack the shopping. <laughs> Maybe that's my own personal take on how I cope with shopping. Um. We're chewing up that kidney adrenal energy. And so that really impacts our um, endocrine system. It, it affects how we bleed, how, how it affects everything, basically. And, of course, our mental, emotional expression of that is feeling more and more anxious, you know. So, um, yeah, so moving through, you've, you've, you've got the spleen, which is the earth element. That's all about kind of our sense of self and um, being at home in ourself. You've got the heart, which is, you know, the really classic joy-infused, you know, fiery um, element. Uh, What else? The wood element, you know, I I can talk about the wood element for the next week and a half because (laughs) this is our liver, you know, and the liver, as you would talk about as well, is such a busy little guy. Like he's in there detoxing, making sure that, you know, levels of everything are in the right place. Um, And because also where the organ in is and the nature of where it sits and how we breathe or how we don't breathe, um, it's really the organ that is involved in all of that feeling of feeling stuck, feeling cranky, frustrated, all of that kind of delicious out of balance autumn stuff that we just talked about out of balance in any part of our cycle, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's the organ that loves gentle exercise, breathing, slow movement, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. And the lungs are dealing with, which is the metal element are helping us deal with the full range of expression of grief, you know, so that can be from just feeling a bit flat today where it's actually really helpful to get out and breathe and move, you know, to get that oxygen flowing, to get that lymph flowing to, you know, dealing with really hard things in our life where we're dealing with serious grief and loss. Amazing. (laughs) This is something that I've known for quite a, like for quite a long time, but I'm sure for, for women who are listening for the first time, Mm. getting to understand that an element can link to an organ and then Mm. that organ actually links and represents emotions, which is like your mental emotional experience or your Mm. expression, how you feel Mm -hmm. and how you express yourself. Mm -hmm. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It it, it really is. 
for people who have never done acupuncture before because they're scared mm. of needles and it's actually mm-hmm. something that I used to be really scared of. I was like, I used to be the kid that used to get, you know, like immunizations at school and pass mm. out and be passed oh. out for like a couple of hours at school. Literally, oh it's happened goodness. so many times oh because I had such a fear of needles. So I didn't That's go to so acupuncture for so long. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I met Jess, I, mm-hmm. um, I started going and seeing Jess from NeuroHealth here on the Gold Coast. and. I know you've worked closely with Jess and I was like, why was I so scared of these needles? Yeah. And, and we, we, we need a different word is half of issue and we don't have a different word. So we just kind of get lumped in with tetanus shots, which couldn't be any further from (laughs) the actual experience. Like like a flick. It's like nothing. So women who have never tried acupuncture before Mm -hmm. would like to know how could acupuncture actually support their endocrine system and their menstrual cycle how does that work with mm-hmm. knowing that each element mm. has a different organ? How does yeah. acupuncture work and support that? Yeah, well, see, this is the actual system of how acupuncture treats. So it is an incredibly complex art and science. And I think this is one of the beautiful things that I enjoy. I am a huge science nerd, but I love the artistic ancient element to it. You know, it's it's like, poetry um Mm -hmm. and so yeah there is an enormous amount of actual current research and science out there looking at how acupuncture treats period pain uh ivf treatment all this kind of stuff so if you're listening to this and you're curious then you can easily google acupuncture and ivf or acupuncture and period pain and a whole page of stuff is going to come up um both in australia and overseas where there's been lots of um studies done which is really helpful right um but if you're on the treatment table with me and we're having a chat and you're talking to me about your cycle and what's happening in your life and stress and all these sorts of things, I'm going to, you know, take your pulse, which is a whole other podcast possibly, um, have a chat to you and choose, choose points that are going to nourish the key element and therefore the key organ that is most out of whack, which is most tired for you, you know? So that might be choosing a whole range of really beautiful, nourishing kidney points that are going to support the water element. It's going to dial down your stress response. It's going to support um, the dialing down of cortisol, all that kind of stuff, which would have you feeling anxious and exhausted at the same time. Um, there might be herbs that I would prescribe, um, for you and, you know, chatting to you about your life generally, you know, I would probably say maybe give, you know, CrossFit a break for a month and see how you feel. What I would suggest is maybe some stretches or this particular restorative class or ocean swims, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, gentle is always my first approach, yeah, because also you have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Because I know that when I went to the um, acupuncturist for the first time and I was like, oh, this is how I've been feeling, this is what's been going on for me mm-hmm. um, within my body, and then she puts a needle in my <laughs> foot and I'm yeah. like, my foot's down there and my like I knew this, but, but the gen, like for general people yeah. who've never tried yeah, that yeah, yeah. before, I don't know how it works. Mm. Explain what the meridian lines yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they link to the organs. 
of for sure and that how that whole system works because it's mind blowing it and is. it's it like <laughs> it's a it's a blueprint of your of your life yeah. really I feel yeah like, I know life. totally and it, and again it's like okay let's let's just sort of melt three thousand years of um, art and science down into twenty five words but it's so if you've ever seen those charts, those lines all over them, yeah, so each of those lines on the external body of the arms, legs and torso correlates to one of the 12 internal organs. There's a bunch of Chinese organs that aren't necessarily real. Again, that's another conversation. But generally speaking, liver, kidney, lungs, heart, large intestine, small intestine, each of these organs has an external line or channel pathway where by we access these acupuncture points yeah so the acupuncture points if if you want to kind of um explain energy or the flow of energy through these uh channel pathways kind of like traffic we we want this traffic to be flowing in the best possible fashion yeah we don't want a whole bunch of traffic in one part of the body and no part of no sort of traffic somewhere else we want a really even and consistent healthy flow of chi blood fluids whatever you want to call it from head to toe yeah and in theory if we've got all of that flowing to every single cell then every single cell gets to do its job in the best possible way it can but because we're human and we eat funny and we think funny and stuff happens and goes wrong because that's just the nature of being human. Um, we need to make sure that this flow is happening in the best possible way. And by accessing these acupuncture points, it's kind of like the traffic lights. Up. So if you're still with me in metaphor land here, we're really ensuring the free flowing healthy flow of all of that stuff from head to toe, yeah, to ensure that every single organ can do the job that it needs to do now from an eastern scientific perspective we're talking about blood we're talking about energy we're talking about organ systems and how they work together you know there's nothing taken in isolation from itself so in western science we do tend to kind of take each little bit and look at it separately um, from the eastern TCM model, we're really looking at the whole organ system together. So our mental, emotional health, you know, can actually cause, you know, physical health care issues. And of course, in Western science, we understand that as well. Um, it's, it, it is just a completely different it healthcare is. model. It's the same, um, like with Ayurveda, is that mm. you are not just your body and you are not mm. just your mind, that mm -hmm. everything is linked. And I, something that blows me away with Ayurveda is like, I know one of their readings is the pulse, similar yeah. to Chinese medicine, but mm -hmm. they do the tongue. Yeah, of So course. they can read yeah. your tongue. And when mm. I did my tongue diagnosis um, course, mm. you can actually see like, oh, okay, so you have this challenge in your right hip. You can see that in your tongue. I know, and nuts, it goes to it? show that every one of the biggest messages I always share, Kerry, with my women mm. is that mm -hmm. everything that's happening to the external part of you or that you feel is a direct mm -hmm. reflection of what's going on inside. So if you don't mm. listen, you're actually blocking the message. It's kind of like avo like avoiding a text message and just not yeah. like reading the text message. Yeah, you we'll want just to pretend read the messages. Yeah, hundred percent. And it doesn't mean that you kind of like the end of the world happens and oh my god, panic. But it's like there is signals whether it's like you're saying feelings sensations 
gut feelings of like, oh, something's not quite right today or whether it might be a nerve twinge or an ache or something. And it's like you might not be able to stop your entire life in that minute to go and quickly investigate what the twinge was, but it does mean that it's important to continue tracking it and go, you know what, this is the third month in a row that that, that thing's happened again. I think mm. I might just get a bit more curious about what's actually going on there. I love that talking about tracking. Mm. So for those who aren't yet tracking your cycle, your menstrual cycle, please go and download my free Love Your Cycle Tracker so you can start tracking your cycle. It comes with video series of how to do that. <laughs> but when when you're encouraging, Kerry, women to track mm. their cycle for the first mm. time, what are the cool yeah. things you tell them that they're going to notice or become more aware of by tracking their cycle? Um, that, so for a lot of women will give themselves on top of the fact that they might be feeling sad or scared or anxious or any number of different feelings, they then give themselves a really hard time about feeling that, <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be. And, and it's like, okay, so let's get curious. How often has this, Oh, every, you know, and they might already just kind of have a sense Oh, like it's usually four days before my period or it's the day before I'm mid cycle or something like that, you know? And it's like, okay, so what what would be helpful there like if you're anxious what would be helpful if you're kind of really angsty and you want to run up mountains like what would be helpful here you know what can we put in place in your life to actually make that easier or less of a big deal or you know I'm always really hungry and then I end up you know peeing out on crap okay so what can we do like you know yeah 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 and and get really really practical but it's that mental emotional um being hard on themselves is is a really really big one it's like well what and that and again I, I know in your course you will there'll be different elements of this where you kind of have a look at what did you do this time last month or what did you do on the opposite side of this particular um, cycle? And just to open up and go, oh, yeah, well, I've had these really big projects at work and so I've had to work extra. Okay. So might it be possible that you're tired now because you really pushed hard then? And even just that conversation, that internal, like, harshness just softened a little bit. And, yeah, you just watch their mind kind of melt a tiny bit and go, oh. And then all of a sudden the thing wow, wasn't. I, I didn't realise. Yeah. yeah. And and it doesn't change the fact that they're feeling sad or stressed or tired, but suddenly it's just a bit more okay and they can be less hard on themselves. Mm. And, I mean, I, I say them, but I'm obviously, you know, this is my own experience as well to go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was travelling and that was really hectic and. Yeah, okay, well, maybe I'm just a bit out of whack today, so I'll chill out and I'll book that other thing tomorrow and what can I get done today that would be done in a bit more of a chill day? Oh, well, I've got those other things. I'll do that instead, you know? I think one of the biggest things along this line is the the perfectionism. We really grow up in the society where we're... we're encouraged to be perfect, to have mm. the perfect grades, to get the perfect job, to get the perfect, yeah. you know, um, I'm thinking of like the HSE or the Q, QCS mm. number to mm. get into the right yes. so that you can be perfect at doing that, you know, being perfect in the way that you dress and the way that you look mm. and having perfect skin and perfect weight is that 
nothing is perfect. And as a woman, mm. you might stand and like I know this, right? So in yoga, as an example, mm-hmm. you might be on your yoga mat and see another woman who's like pushing herself and you're like, oh my God, look what she's able to do today. That looks amazing. Mm. I want to do that. She mm. might be ovulating. You might mm. be three days from menstruation. So yeah. your body's saying, Gemma, just relax, just chill mm. down. You want to just take it easy. You know, your kidneys mm. need nurturing. Just be careful mm-hmm. on the back bends. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. This other girl's peak of her cycle. Mm. So the only person I feel when it comes to tracking and tuning in and getting to know yourself mm. is don't judge yourself mm. to others. 100%. Just acknowledge, okay, this is how I feel. What could I do to make some shifts and changes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And look, right. even sorry, go, what were you gonna say? <laughs> no, you go. I was just about to say too, you know, a lot of our conversation today, you know, I think because we're both self-employed, um, we can kind of juggle things to a degree. But even for, you know, the corporate ladies listening to this, where possible, stack that mid-cycle week with all the meetings, the like port- portfolio, like, you know, planning days, the, 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 the stuff where you want to get like all of the stuff written, those big, big days where you can just knock stuff out and pump stuff out and just hit all of those like metrics that need to be hit you know stack that middle week with all your stuff and just kind of know well obviously you aren't going to not turn up to work on day 28 but you might have hopefully been able to kind of chuck a few other things into the you know following week and cruise through on base level out output for those first couple of days do you know what i mean often there is a chance to be able to do to do that so it's it's not that you suddenly go oh well i'm not self-employed i can't do those things it's just where you can and there's often time that you can um stack it in your favor working with what you've got and it is doable Mm. like the number of women that i've supported who aren't self-employed that have jobs Mm. Mm. where they can make time to do these little they're tiny things that actually don't take a lot of time Mm -hmm. but just be more consciously aware of what it is that you can do to support yourself yeah um i also think another topic which we don't have time to talk about no it's gonna be a massive (laughs) i know yeah is normalizing menstruation and period talk in the workplace like allowing the people Mm -hmm. that you work with to know that hey look um if someone calls for me today even though i'm here i'm not actually Mm -hmm. i'm actually not here i'm here to get my work done but i can't take that call today i'm gonna call them Mm -hmm. back in two days time yeah having i feel like it'd be amazing if all employers knew Mm -hmm. where they were in their cycle and when i do corporate work with corporate companies Mm -hmm. i go into their workplace and help them learn about their cycles it actually improves the productivity that happens in the workplace when you structure it so that you have your rest Mm -hmm. days and you Mm -hmm. have your high creative days and your Mm -hmm. high inflow days and the get shit done phase, all of those things. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears (laughs) um, because we don't have a lot of time left. No, no, no. When it comes to women who, from a Chinese medicine perspective, going back Mm to um, TCM and Mm -hmm. acupuncture, and I know Mm you have worked with many women over the last 20 years. Yeah. What are the most common guiding steps or tips that you give to women who are wanting to balance their menstrual cycle? So this could be through like breathing herbs, mm-hmm. etc. What are like yeah. maybe three to five 
most common things that work for most women if they're looking at balancing their menstrual cycle, reducing PMS signs, mm. so cycle signs, go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, look, um, tracking their cycle for a start, obviously, and mm. even if it's just a general sense, yeah, um, oh my goodness yeah that um the week before your period you know dialing down um coffee alcohol a few of those things even if you're only like you might have one glass of wine a week even just that you know if you've got signs and symptoms happening just you know dialing it all down herbs are incredibly incredibly fast acting acupuncture obviously is going to be helpful but um even things like dandelion in the week before to reduce constipation fluid retention um it's a really gentle liver herb that you can easily have in a tea um things like chased tree you know is a really really powerful herb that if prescribed um according to what you need is super effective um if you've got high estrogen and low progesterone and again testing can have a check if that's a situation for you um get moving get moving go for that walk do your breathing um and by breathing i know that we're both talking about that tummy breath that is the only way that we can consciously switch off the fight or flight stress response um it sounds so stupidly simple and if you're stressed you're probably rolling your eyes at us both as we're talking about <laughs> breathing but it, when you're sitting there at the traffic lights instead of checking your phone do three slow tummy breaths in through the nose out through the mouth turn up the music sing while you're at it do you know what i mean let that liver chi that stuck liver chi move <laughs> um yeah get in the bathtub like i will often not often i will always um get clients to send me a text of their toes up against the taps so that i know that they've actually taken 20 minutes to run an epsom salts bath um it's really really calming and just makes for a happy human being mm -hmm. they're amazing points <laughs> and i love that you mentioned a couple of different herbs so i know mm -hmm. the women listening and are gonna love that but above all mm -hmm. these sound so simple just like the breathing but often it's the things that are the most simple that have the greatest impact when we do them yeah. consistently yeah. so breathing is if you catch yourself and you feel stressed or you feel anxious or something's overwhelming just take a nice slow long inhale and a slow exhale. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. No. Just like this podcast, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't weigh anything. You can carry it in your back pocket. You can take yeah. it anywhere with you. Yeah. So it's, I feel like, one of the best health um, tips and, like, tools. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. Mm. Oh, amazing, Kerry. Well, I've loved having you on the podcast. I'm, I've got so many more questions. We're going to have to definitely have you back. I know, I know. <laughs> so as we wrap up, um, mm -hmm. I have a final question for you. Mm -hmm. Thinking back to your younger menstruating self, oh, so when you first yes. started menstruating, mm -hmm. what are three things that you wish that you knew then that you now know now? Oh, I just, I, I wish that I had really, because I'm Oh my God, when I think about it, I had no idea even how my body worked at all. Like mm. that 
there was an egg being released and when or how, like, I mean, I literally had no idea. I mean, I knew that my, you know, period was going to come at a particular age and blah, blah, blah. And it meant you were like, blah, blah, blah. Like all these kind of books and things about like getting pregnant and I don't know, random stuff. Cause I also grew up in the late seventies, early eighties. So it's like, you know, pre the internet <laughs> for anybody. So there was no like work. I, I don't know. Like I would just have loved a really simple explanation of how my body actually worked and that it wasn't like, it was a big deal getting a period, but it also wasn't like, like the, the world had turned on its axis also that it was just mm-hmm. kind of a normal casual thing. Um, I think that would have been helpful. Education is power. Yes. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing and joining <laughs> us on this Thank you. episode of the Well Woman Podcast. Loved having you. Um, let our listeners know where they can find you if they want to reach out, learn more about what it is that you do and how you support women. Um, you can find me at my website, uh, kerrykrieger.com, and Jen will have my very intriguing spelling of all of my names um, in the show notes. And I, I will spend, put it in the show notes. <laughs> and I spend way too much time on Instagram, so you can definitely find me there. Amazing. Well, for Kerry, thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day. And I can't wait to have you back on the podcast. We have lots of more topics. I know, I know. Thank you so much. (sighs) Thanks, hon. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 